0: And welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear here with...
1: Jason Shear.
0: And, um, you know, there's a little thing that happened today. What? Uh, I believe it was called Signing Day.
1: Yeah, we're going to hit up Signing Day. Usually it's a basketball previews.
0: Normally, yes. It's, a, it's not one or the other. We're going to do a little bit of both. Signing Day recap for football. And then, obviously, Arizona is playing utah. far away in utah on Not thursday far well far enough away they had to get on a plane and it's freezing here you can only imagine what it's like in utah cold cold um all right well we're gonna start with signing day Ooh. looking at the questions for the first time
1: we're a very well prepared podcast shelby all we the practice, time
0: 24 7 game time um, all right, so to begin, uh, let's wrap up signing day. What are your overall thoughts?
1: Well, we did the preview podcast, so I'm not gonna go into the players. Arizona signed, everyone we said
0: um we didn't do we didn't say all of them. We just hinted.
1: Thank you, Peter, for letting me finish, Shelby. Oh, sorry. Um no, we said all of them. We said except for uh Kevin Darton. Mm-hmm. the Syracuse defensive lineman. Uh, who we found out yesterday was signing, and I pre-wrote a little jiggy game. <laughs> uh, he's small. He, I mean, small by small standards. He's 5'11", 270 pounds. So he's small by defensive line standards, I suppose. But um, he actually started off as a walk-on and redshirted his first year. And each season since then, he's seen his playing time go up and up and up. And finally, in his redshirt junior year this past season, he started every game of the season at nose tackle, finished with 42 tackles, eight tackles for loss, and five sacks, which is a pretty damn good line for an interior lineman. Um, His sophomore year was actually a pretty cool story. Uh, So he appeared in 13 games and started 11. They had Terry Lockett, who was the starter, and he suffered a season-ending injury in week four. Darton played 45 snaps at least in every remaining game because their depth wasn't there. Had 54 tackles, four tackles for loss, and got a scholarship in one of those very cool scholarship videos.
0: Aw, I love those. So if you
1: look it up, there's that cool scholarship video. Coincidentally, or not coincidentally, that scholarship was given to him by Dino Babers.
0: Dino, we know that name.
1: Uh, Darton, I like when guys approach recruiting like Darton did and Trey Smith did and Quali Conley did, and Ryan Stewart did. Um, and that is that they didn't make a big deal out of their offers online. Like, people had no idea Darton had multiple offers from school. He just kind of said, I'm going to Arizona. Here's my video. Boom, bear, bear, mic drop. Tweeted, like, bear down, and, and that was it. Um, there's nothing wrong with blowing it up or whatever, but some of these dudes are just in it. You know, I, I know that there's recruits. Um, I'm not going to throw anybody's name out there, but there's other graduate guys or transfers that basically go to a school with their handout and say, how much are you going to give me? And then we could talk. Uh, Arizona didn't do that with these guys. Um, And, you know, their class overall, it's not done. I can't say this enough. I said it on Mike's show. I'll say it on this one. I'll say it probably next week, too. Arizona has 10 open scholarships, give or take. Uh, So in the spring is when we're going to see it. I mean, who knows? By the time you hear this podcast, Chip Kelly could have taken a job elsewhere, and I would assume that Arizona will try to land UCLA guys as well. Um, that'll be interesting because, like, a lot of these guys in Arizona, like Trey Smith, Quali Conley, et cetera, started class, like, this morning. That's why Arizona could announce them. I don't know how late they could get in the UCLA guys quarter, semester. I don't know, but um, Arizona has 10 open scholarships. They're clearly going to use them. Uh, you know, Brett Brennan has said in the past he's going to leave some open in the spring, so you know overall I I thought signing day went well for Arizona. We kind of you know I kind of touched on the other questions. I just deleted it for you, Shelby. But oh, thank you. Arizona got the running back room with Conley and Merritt. That's solidified. Um, they got the the starting defensive lineman and Trey Smith. They got a starting interior lineman. And Martin and Martin and and so you know I, those two guys are are probably locked in. Now I think they need depth. They still need a corner, even though I, I like Price. He's long and athletic, almost like a safety playing corner, similar to when you see, Takario Davis. But they're gonna need some depth there. They're gonna need another linebacker or two. They have ten scholarships. Maybe they get another slot wide receiver. I could see them adding a slot guy. Um, but a lot of this will be assessed overall in the spring. But I thought. Arizona, it, it's real simple, and I tweeted this. Arizona is better today than it was yesterday. That's the it's really it? that simple. They they didn't add any guys, in my opinion, that are that are dead weight. Uh, they didn't reach just to panic and and fill up the roster. They're better today than they were yesterday. They lost Jonah Coleman. They added two running backs to replace Jonah Coleman, Michael Wiley, DJ Williams, three if you include Jordan Washington. But I'm just talking about transfers. They lost. Russell Davis and Isaiah Ward, but they added Trey Smith. You could argue who has more potential, whatever. All I know is Trey Smith has absolutely been more productive at the college level than those two guys have. Uh, they added an interior lineman who is better than Jacob Kungaika, who's a the guy they lost. Like that's how you kind of judge it. But they're gonna have to go out and, and obviously and add you get some more. Add a couple more guys.
0: Because baby, it ain't over till it's over. There's still time to fill the roster out. So hopefully we'll stop seeing the panic tweets and the panic messages.
1: Now we can shift our panic to Dino Babers, who is still going to be the offensive coordinator at Arizona. I have zero idea why it has not been announced yet. He is here. People are well aware that he is the offensive coordinator. He's not recruiting yet. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. But... It's a
0: little bit of a mystery. Jason's trying to find out, but... You
1: know he's the offensive coordinator. I'm very confident saying that. Okay. Maybe it'll be announced Thursday. Maybe it'll be announced Friday.
0: Someday. Um, Okay. Is that is that your final words on signing day?
1: For now, yeah. For now. Okay. I mean, it's it's gonna be quiet now. It's a dead period. You're gonna see a lot of 2025 offers because this is a new staff. Shout out my guy Ty Nichols, who is taking full advantage of basically being an on-staff coach right now and getting on the phone on conference calls with him and Dwayne Aquina, and they offered like 10 guys in Texas. So if you're wondering if Arizona is going to recruit Texas, Brent Brennan said, told me that they would recruit Texas, and it looks like it's going to go through uh, Aquina for the most part, who has obvious connections from his time at Texas.
0: And one thing I do want to just to put things into context that, you know, like, the task at hand, which we talked about last time. But just a reminder, like Brent Brennan has been on the job less than three weeks. And he had to salvage a team that Jedfish tried to take with him. And then he had to try to fill in the holes. Also hire a coaching staff and all of that. Also, his AD got fired days after he was hired. I mean, it's just been a lot. So one thing that's been crazy to me is all these You know, Arizona fans who are also deciding to be haters, like, well, this class isn't good enough. They're not ranked high enough. Obviously, we had some ASU people saying that, too. I think people
1: with knowledge aren't saying that. but Yeah, but
0: still. It's a gut reaction, but at the same time, like, you need to calm down.
1: And I and I will, actually, I I listened to Jed's press conference because I was writing, and I I put it on. He actually made a a decent point with something because he was asked by a reporter, how much time do you have to divvy up to this, this, this? And he said, look, he's like, you're a new head coach, you have to retain your team, you have to recruit, and now it's a dead period. So you have to go on the road and at least peek your head in at a couple places. for t- Like, Brent, Brendan had to meet the local high school coaches like he did because it's if not, you're not meeting them for a couple, like a for month. For a while. Right? And so he said, I, I'll be honest with you. He's like, I think i spent 10% of that time with my current team. He goes, I just can't. And, and in an ideal world, if the calendar was different and all that, he said I would spend 80% with Washington, like, with my current team. And so people were like, oh, Brent, Brennan hasn't talked. Like, no a feed I think, sent a radio show. Like, I haven't talked, or his podcast, I haven't talked ball with Brent, Brennan yet. Well, yeah, because there's just no time. And now there is, and I guarantee you that now the focus is, okay, here's my guys. Let's talk ball. Let's give you a vision of what we're going to look like and all that. Because you have to get on the road and meet these coaches. You have to recruit. You have to... Host transfer. It's it's an it's a insane lot. the the way the calendar lines up. It is absolutely insane.
0: Well, not only that, I was impressed. You know, Brent Brennan did say like he spent like at least one or two days of just hanging with the team. I,
1: I think Brent and Brennan spent more time than most new coaches he do with gave their current players. As
0: much time as he possibly could and more, dedicated to this to the students and the players that he was trying to keep here and he clearly did a good job because a lot of them did stay but you know in the middle of all of that he probably was getting inundated with phone calls and requests and scheduling he was trying to hire a new staff so i mean it really is a remarkable job he did he has done in this very less than a month a month ago today brent brennan was still the head coach at san jose and judd fish was still the coach here so it that like putting it into context, it was a lot that has been done in, in such a short amount of time. So kudos to you, sir. Yeah. There you go. Boom. Boom. Let it out. Um, okay, well, we're gonna switch over to the basketball preview. And because it is a basketball podcast hybrid podcast, you know, uh, we're going to give a shout out to our sponsor. <clears throat> Which one haven't I done in a while? Let's see. Um, Our daily spending choices greatly impact our lifestyle. What we can do, where we can go, like catching a big game at the McHale Center. Make your plans to enjoy the special moments at Longview Insurance and Investments. We can help you learn how to make smart financial choices for the future, balancing both work and play. Visit our website at longviewinsuranceandinvestments.com to learn more. There you go, shout out to you, Andre. And
1: Shelby's getting old like me, where she has to take off the glasses to read.
0: Yeah, I spent my whole life. <laughs> I'm near. I'm nearsighted, <laughs> and I've never had issues. Like I've worn the same prescription since I was sixteen, and only recently.
1: Find a location near you at Bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDSE.
0: Have I needed to take off my glasses to read close up? And and actually I think my eyesight's improved. I, I need to get I need to go to the eye doctor actually
1: only have eyes for me.
0: I do, no matter what glasses I'm wearing. Oh, shucks. Aww, shucks. Well, basketball, basketball. Moving to basketball, what do you recall about the first matchup against Utah?
1: It was an ass-kicking.
0: I remember that, too.
1: Yeah, Arizona whooped them. Kaboom. Utah, Utah looked like they didn't belong on the same court for most of the game. Carlson had seven points and struggled. Their guards at duel. Arizona got what it wanted on offense for a good portion of the game. It was a butt-kicking. I, I thought, you know, when you look at the way that Arizona played, you could absolutely make an argument that that was one of the more, uh, the, the better played games. I mean, they won by 19 points. They scored 92. Uh, yeah, that was, I mean, there, there isn't a lot of analysis that went into that one. It was just, we're better than, we're better than, uh, than you type of deal. So I get the feeling that, I mean, we'll get to the prediction in a minute, but it probably won't be that type of game where it's, and ask So definitive. It?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, what type of team is Utah now?
1: Shelly? See. I'm always glad when you ask this question. I'm happy to do it. People ask me, Jason, and I mm. say yes. And they say, what type of team are they now? Um, overall, they're good. They're 41 in Ken Palm. Uh, I actually think that may have dropped since I wrote my breakdown like 10 minutes ago. Let me look. Yeah, they dropped two spots. Everyone dropped two spots because Auburn beat Alabama and was like a dominant force in history. And so Arizona is actually sixth in Ken Palm. And when I wrote it literally an hour ago, they were fourth. But Auburn uh, was like the greatest team of all time when they beat the shit out of Alabama. (laughs) Seriously, they scored 99 points. Their offense was to stu- anyway.
0: Didn't that game have a whole bunch of fouls? It was like weird. Thinking. I don't know.
1: They were it was a stupid game. It was just stupid. They um
0: Yeah, it had twenty-one fouls in the first sixteen minutes. I'm looking
1: at it now. Auburn was forty of fifty from the free throw line. <laughs> forty of That's fifty crazy. and Alabama was twenty-eight of thirty-five. Holy crap. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, Arizona plummeted to sixth, and Utah plummeted to 41st and Ken Palm. Uh, Utah is pretty good at just about everything. Um, Offensively, they're 45th. Defensively, they're 47th. Both very solid. Um, They're not too slow. They're not too fast. They shoot 54% from the field, 38th in the country. That's very good. Um, They do not force turnovers, uh, so that's interesting. They are not a good offensive rebounding team, but they're a decent defensive rebounding team. They uh, they don't foul a lot, but they also don't get fouled a lot. They don't draw fouls. They are a good – I hate to say this, Shelby. Here we go. Mm. They're a good three-point shooting team. Oh they're no. shooting 37% from three. They're shooting 54% from two, so they're pretty good there. They're a bad, a straight-up horrible free-throw shooting team at 65%. Um, now, I will say this, Shelby. Their three-point defense is awful. They don't guard the three. They do guard the two very well. They tend to sag off and basically let you shoot threes if you want it. They're a good passing team, but yeah, most of their points are going to come from a three-point land. Uh, They're a very big team as well. They're actually fourth in the country in height. You take a look at their home schedule. They have not lost at home this year. Now, that includes a four-point win over BYU, a five-point win over Washington, a... uh, 22-point win over Washington State in a 90-44 to win, which we saw against UCLA, and a 27-point win over Oregon State. So they they beat teams at home. And I said this before, Utah and Colorado have not lost at home. So either something's going to break Arizona's way, or they're just going to (laughs) continue being undefeated at home. But I like Utah. I, I think Utah is a solid team. Uh, I will say that I don't feel they're as good since Raleigh Worcester uh, was lost on the road. Washington State, they uh, Raleigh, didn't play. They got their ass kicked uh, by 22 in that early in the season. Remember, they had beaten Washington State. They got blown out by Washington as well, but that was on the road. They came back. They beat Colorado in an absolutely terrible basketball game, but Utah shot very good. Um, from two, but that was a it was 73 to 68, uh, and it was not a very fun basketball game. So, overall, uh, solid team. I like them. I like Utah. I like everyone.
0: Are you just saying that because you're scared of Utah fans?
1: No, Utah fans and I are friends now. Oh, we actually okay. we haven't gone at it in quite a bit. It's been a while. Washington fans are turning oh. on me a little bit because I keep shitting on Jed. ASU fans hate me. There's like a 97-page thread on their message board about Arizona. It's a little weird.
0: It's kind of crazy how Jason lives rent-free in ASU fans' heads.
1: I think the funniest thing is, like, people, if you read my Twitter, you would assume, and this is going to sound, I don't know, but you would assume I'm, like, the biggest asshole living on planet Earth, and I'm I'm not. It's funny. There's a guy on the ASU message board that is like, it's really weird because I've met Sheer. He, I know exactly who he is. I met him with Cartman. He's like, and was sure like the nicest guy ever in person. <laughs> and it's like, like I, I would have a conversation with anybody, but I, I also, um, as Shelby knows, and I married her for a similar reason. Uh, we don't keep our opinions to ourselves. Nope. And it gets us in trouble. Well, a fire bit.
0: signs, woo!
1: And it gets us in trouble sometimes. So.
0: Um, also, I do think that people. I think a you play a little bit of a character on tw- Twitter, slightly. Yeah. And I also think that people. Whether it's ignorance or they're stupid, they can't tell that you're being sarcastic because you don't use hashtags, not really.
1: No, where's the fun in that? So
0: if Jason says something and you read it in a certain tone, which by the way, you're not supposed to infer tone from written text really, um, most of the time you can infer that you're being kind of an asshole when you're really not. Obviously, you're being very ironic and snarky. Snarky is a good word, but... A lot of times, you know, people are predisposed not to like you, as we're learning in this whole, like, kind of being recognized game. Um, I have had to learn to have a little bit of a thicker skin. I've had people come at me, too, a little bit. And that's okay, because we're getting better at it. But I will say, fair warning, fire sign, I'm kind of crazy. And if you push Jason, too, he's kind of crazy.
1: No, (laughs) I never lose my temper. You just started
0: smiling.
1: I know. It takes a lot for me to lose my temper. It's very bad when I do but that's a whole different podcast. That
0: is a whole different podcast. Anyway, um, here's our, our question of the day. What matchup intrigues
1: you? Uh, I'm going very different on this one. Ooh! Look, so Utah has changed their starting lineup. Uh, Lawson Lovering, yes, that's his name, Shelby. Uh, he doesn't start and he doesn't play as much. I believe he started when Arizona faced Utah. They're starting Kabakita, uh, who's my guy. Uh, he can't play more than 15 minutes because of fouls and conditioning. I don't know what he is. But he's a freak. I mean, he's. I love that, dude. Averages like eight points and six rebounds in like 20 minutes, if that. But without Raleigh Worcester, I think the most important matchup of this game, Shelby, is Kylan Boswell versus Devin Smith. Now, Devin Smith has had to start, or Devon Smith, whatever it is, I don't know. It's hard to start at the point. His assist numbers have been fantastic. Now, last week, he turned the ball over five times in one game and seven times in his last game that he played. Awesome. Both losses. If he doesn't turn the ball over, like, he is an athletic freak. Super athletic. Not a great shooter, but very, very athletic. If Kylan Boswell doesn't bring it, I don't think you can play Boswell in this game. Because, A, it's on the road. And, B, when, if Smith gets going, Utah is a very good team. He's a motor. Right. If Smith is struggling, Utah struggles as a whole to score points. They don't have a lot of big scores. They have some offense, but they don't have a lot of big scores. So, to me, the matchup that shoots me is, what Kylan Boswell are we going to get? Are we going to get the Kylan Boswell that you basically have to bench? Or are we going to get the Kylan Boswell that – you know, we saw what was it, against like Oregon where it's like, Oh, where's this dude been? You know, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he feeds off the crowd, maybe he disappears. We'll see. And that to me is intriguing because I, I like Smith a lot. Um, you know, and, and and to me it's kind of like if Utah has a big advantage at that position, it's gonna be hard for Arizona to win this game.
0: I hate this feeling of rolling the dice and being like, What Kylan Boswell are we getting tonight? Isn't that like Arizona that's ridiculous. Basketball, no, but you've got teams we in the always... past, you know, that were consistent or more consistent. It's only been with Kirk Kreese last year with the whole, like, up and down thing. It's just that shouldn't be the norm, and it kind of pisses me off.
1: Oh, I'm like, come here right now.
0: And again, fire sign.
1: It's also interesting. Yeah, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. The Kylan Boswell argument will probably never die. But I've said it before. They need him. Yeah, you know? I know. This He's not going anywhere. Games. This is one of those games where they need Kylan Boswell. But, I
0: mean, can you, like, I'm just, like pre-anticipating my anxiety for the tournament like everything on a razor's edge on what mood kylan is in is just like mind-blowing to me
1: but it was the same last year with Kerr.
0: yeah but at least it was entertaining kylan's boring but
1: (laughs) i guess
0: (laughs) hold on let me run around the court and make sure nobody sees me running around the court doing nothing um okay well Path to victory for both teams.
1: I'm gonna say this until my. I'm gonna say this every game. Let's do it. Utah shoots a lot of threes. Ugh, no. They're gonna shoot threes. If Arizona guards the three on the road, they're gonna win this game. Actually, I'll I'll go. It. I'll add one thing. They got to bring the energy. Now it's weird because they bring the energy on the road in crowded arenas, like Oregon was crowded and hyped. They brought it. They they've won. You know.
0: It's hard to do it when it's not when it's
1: uh, full, right? When it's not full, it's kind of like, uh, like you know, it's, it's. But this place is sold out. Utah dropped the ticket prices to thirty bucks in order to make sure it's sold out. So it's gonna be.
0: There'll be hyped. Arizona fans there.
1: Uh, if you're Utah, uh, you got to find another score. You know, Carlson's been struggling without Worcester, who usually gets him the ball pretty well. Carlson hasn't played well the last two games, which clearly means he's gonna drop thirty tomorrow. I fully understand that but you got to get him going because um, they can't win without Carlson playing well. Like Carlson didn't play well in the first matchup against Arizona. They got blown out. He didn't play well last week. He had two single digit games. They got blown out in both games. They're just not good enough offensively to Carlson have a bad offensive game and still win.
0: Hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Final question. It is an oldie, but a goodie. What is your prediction?
1: Well, Shelby, uh, Arizona is better than Utah. There's no doubt in my mind. Arizona is a better team than Utah. You don't beat the crap out of a team like you did. I just the problem is that when you're when you're on the road, we don't know what Arizona team Things is going to show up, right? Uh, Arizona could lose by 15. Wouldn't surprise me. Arizona could win by 15. It wouldn't surprise me. The thing is, I actually like how Arizona matches up. With Utah, uh, I I think Smith is good. I don't think he's unstoppable. I think Arizona has the size and the athleticism to mess with Carlson. I think Pellet is good enough to contain Matson. I'm not a big Cole Beahm fan, and I don't think he can guard Caleb Love. As we saw in the first game, he can't. I'm just telling you, he can't guard Caleb Love. They don't have a guy on their team that can guard Caleb Love. Uh, and what we've seen is when the Arizona faces a team where Caleb is considerably better than the opposing team shooting guard. It usually goes in Arizona's favor. This game is not going to be fun. There's nothing fun about this game. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a difficult game. It's going to be a raucous environment. It's going to be gritty. Uh, But I'm picking Arizona (gasps) 78 to 74. I'm not picking Arizona to sweep. I'm going to pick them to lose to Colorado. I just think you're asking a lot to beat two teams that are undefeated at home in consecutive games. And I'll say this. If Arizona goes on the road and gets a sweep this week, I'm probably going to be borderline unbearable. And Arizona is in line for a one seed again.
0: Wow, round picking them. Man. What? Yeah, big Ron words. I originally was going to pick Arizona to lose this one and win Colorado, but I do also agree that I think it's going to be the other way. I do think Arizona will beat Utah. I think it's going to be rough, but I also would not be surprised because of the way that the last few um, predictions and spreads have been for those games. It was like seventeen and eighteen, and I think the spread for this one's a five. Yes, yeah, five. So, Arizona has a tendency to do the opposite of what Vegas thinks they're going to do. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not 100% sure about that. But I do think it'll be a close game as well. Um, I'm going to say Arizona 76, Utah 70.
1: And no matter what, Shelby, where people are tomorrow, what what do they need to know?
0: No matter where you are. Or what you do. Or, you know... my brain just exploded whatever
1: sign you are i was just gonna say that you always it doesn't matter if you're an aquarius or a gemini
0: or a sagittarius and a leo you can always bear down
1: i also want to go on record shelby okay this weather sucks
0: it does suck
1: multiple days multiple days of rain flag football canceled ugh
0: ugh i hate february